Hello and welcome or welcome back to the Humans of LQHS podcast. My name is Joanne and I will be one of your co-hosts for today's episode. My name is Elio and I will be your other co-host. Today's episode will touch upon Hispanic experience and to talk about it today, our guest is... Julian Ariola. And what is your grade? Um, I am a sophomore. And where did your family originate from? My dad is from Morelos, Mexico, and my mom is was born here in the U.S., but her family is from, from Michoacan, Mexico. So, to get a little bit more background on you, can we ask, like, what has your experience been growing up as a Hispanic person? Um, being a Hispanic, um, to me, it's, a, it's something that I honor a lot, but growing up, it was really hard because I faced a lot of hardships, like bullying, um, I was always just considered the lowest, and everyone didn't expect things out of me. And it's just something that I want to prove to people where I can become successful. Being that you are obviously in a very predominantly Asian community, how has this like shaped your experience in any way? Well, when I first moved in the Garden Grove area, my school, my elementary school, um, it was predominantly Asian. And at the beginning, I felt a little uncomfortable because there was I ne- there wasn't a lot of people his like Hispanics around me, so I just felt awkward and I didn't feel welcomed. But as I grew through middle school and now in high school, I've learned to appreciate all the different cultures and all the different religions. And I I have a lot of Vietnamese friends, and I like how they show me their their traditions and the food. And it's just it it was a blessing in disguise for me to move here. So as you mentioned, you said that your Vietnamese friends helped you to um, learn about their culture and you know share cultures with each other. And I wanted to ask, um, what are some ways that you celebrate your own culture? Uh, many people um, celebrate Halloween, but um, I actually don't celebrate Halloween. I believe in Hallow's Eve, which is um, it's close to Halloween, but we believe where our ancestors come and visit us and just it, it's just it's a peaceful time. We don't really like dressing up in costumes, like in devil costumes or anything like that. And then um, for 4th of July, I don't really celebrate 4th of July. My parents, they we, we'll go out and eat as a family, but we won't really celebrate 4th of July. We rather celebrate Mexican Independence Day. Um, for me, I think food is such a big thing for me. And I just really like asking people like, what is like a comfort food that you have, like maybe from something that has been shared to you or something that you'd like to share with other people? For example, mine would be spicy food, anything spicy. Um, so what is something you'd like to share that'll hit home every single time? Well, um, I grew up eating a lot of tortillas, so I, I think handmade quesadillas are really good. My grandpa, he used to make the best handmade quesadillas. He would add, he would add the cheese, he would add some type of meat, salsa, and all sorts of goods in it. And it was just, every time I eat a handmade quesadilla, it reminds me of him. So, of course, I can tell that home is probably the best option, but for those of us who may not, may be curious in it, where could we find the best ones in your opinion? Really, any small Mexican restaurant. You may be driving through some really big cities and nice fancy restaurants, but you can always find the best quality Mexican food in a small plaza somewhere in the back. And to circle back on what you said about how you don't celebrate Independence Day, is there a holiday that you celebrate that most people don't celebrate instead? 
Well, as a Hispanic, I celebrate Dia de los Muertos. Um, that's really, really important to my family. It's a true. It's a holiday I love, like celebrating. Um, Dia de los Muertos is basically where we set up an ofrenda, which has pictures of our ancestors that have passed away, and we like to set up a nice altar for them, and it has the other favorite things that they that they loved when they were alive, like their different types of foods, some items that remind us of them, and. We believe that if we have these pictures up, we allow their souls to come visit us in, in on earth when, while they're in heaven. So it's it kind of creates like a bridge between heaven and earth. Do you think that in the future you could share this tradition with people that uh, are not of a Hispanic background? Um, yeah, definitely. I think that it's a type of holiday where everybody can celebrate it if they wanted to. They would just need to take the time to learn the traditions and learn the types of festivities they could have. Considering that we have been calling your you and your family Hispanic, are there any other words that you think you better identify with? Um, yeah, absolutely. I think I'm more comfortable identifying as a Chicano, which is someone who was born in the United States but um, have Hispanic ancestry. So my my parents um, from my dad's side, they were born in Mexico, but my mom, her her parents were born in Mexico while she was born in the U.S. So I, I'm more identified as a Chicano than rather a Hispanic. What I'm interested in is, since you mentioned your parents, I think definitely the Asian parenting experience is a little bit rough on our end, but I just want to know, like, how has your par- have your parents supported you all the way here? And, like, how is your relationship with them like? Um, my parents, honestly, I look up to them so much. Um, I owe everything to them. They got me to where I am today. I remember in elementary school, um, I wasn't really serious about school. I didn't really care about where I ended up. But my mom, she wanted a better life for me. My entire mom's side of the family, mainly... Like, only a few of them have graduated from high school, and none of them have gone to college. So I just wanted to break that mold, and I wanted to make my parents proud and show them that I can make a life for myself. And I know that they will support me with every single decision that I make. And talking about your, um, your school and your upbringing, were there any instances maybe in your school life where you felt unmotivated to like keep being on track and staying on top of your schoolwork and all that? Well, um, there is a really common like um, stereotype of Hispanics that we're messy and that we don't really take school seriously and I really don't think that's true. Um, as a Hispanic, I I've want to prove to others that I'm not what people say I am, that like you not your words will not bring me down and i rather rise from my struggles and i honestly think that that really motivated me and wanted it's it ignited the fire in me to just just to prove everybody wrong and to touch on the social aspect of that how did it affect like making friends or forming bonds with teachers if there were any effects well since I mainly finished elementary school and middle school in Garden Grove, um, since it is a predominantly Asian school that I went to, it was hard to make friends at first because I felt so different and so alone at the moment. And I didn't know anything about 
like their traditions and their cultures and I, I wanted to learn but it's just it's so hard because you just feel like like you have to stay quiet and like like it's it would be to me it was awkward to talk to different people at the time but now it's just like I've learned to appreciate um, my friends and people I know and their cultures and it's just it's an amazing thing when talking to you you had mentioned to me that there were experiences where you were targeted specifically for your race what impact does that leave on you and if other students in the same were in the same situation like what would you tell them well when I was growing up um, there was this person in my class um, they 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 were Asian and they they would say some pretty nasty things about Hispanics and they would just make me feel like a small person but from these challenges I grew and I advocated for myself and I stood up for myself and I want to tell the other kids who might be bullied because they're Hispanic or they might not speak English like it's okay like like you don't have to fit in you just have to be you and just like ex- like love you for you don't 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 fall for everybody's like ideal type just you should be happy with yourself i think that's a great message to um send to you know your peers and maybe even any younger listeners who are listening to this podcast definitely like one of the things i feel like should be told to like minorities in general and just everyone growing up is that like you're not going to please everyone and and at the end of the day, if you try to please everyone, the only person that is going to really end up upset is you. So you should definitely just, you do you. And to tie it back to the things that you have mentioned to us before, um, could you expand on the experience you told us about that happened outside of school? So there was a moment where I was hanging out with a group of friends. Um, I was the only um, Hispanic in the group. And so we were just goofing off, having fun, just living our life. And a police a police officer came up to me and he started questioning me, asking me who I was. Like, because like, I, I have a type of style where it might be suspicious to some people. I might look sketchy. So he asked me, he's like, oh, what gang are you from? And I was like, oh, I'm not even involved in any of that. And he, I had like a little bag on me at the time and... He wanted to search it, and I, I was like, no, like, you don't have a warrant or anything like that. And so he made me call my mom and get her permission. My mom was a little bit irritated, but when he searched my bag and found nothing, all he just said was, have a good day. But I was so hurt and so frustrated with that experience because why was I the only one who was targeted? Like, just because... I might be darker or I might look different doesn't mean I'm a bad person. I think bringing up the fact that, uh, wait, no, 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 no. I think all those feelings are very valid in that situation because, you know, you were the only one that was targeted. And another feeling that I feel is very important to bring up is the fact that you said that your style might look suspicious, which I think is a common way that minorities might try to justify their attacks on themselves. So I think that's a very important part to bring up. And were there um, any other experiences? Because I know you mentioned one other to us, if you're comfortable sharing. Yeah, so I actually had some pretty, at the uh, in this moment of my life, I would say they were toxic 
people who didn't want to see me succeed. And there was this person in my life during my elementary and early middle school years that they would, they told me that like, why would I even try in school? I'm probably just going to end up as a janitor. Um, that really frustrated me and it, it made me rethink my entire life and the stereotypes that Hispanics or Chicanos are given. And I, it just made me, it just made me grow and like it made me want to prove them wrong because I know a lot of people out there, they only see the worst in certain people. And I want to show them that like I can, I can be successful. Like I don't need your validation to, to make me happy. Like as long as I'm happy and I know what I want to do, um, that's, that's what matters. It's good to see that you have found yourself striving for success. For you, what does success mean? Where do you see yourself in the future? Well, um, I've seen firsthand my family and my relatives struggle with money issues and just problems in general. Like I know a lot of a lot of people struggle with financial situations, and um, firsthand in my family, we are currently going through some financial hardships. And by doing so, by by going through these experiences. I wanted myself, I promised myself that I'm going to try my best not to end up in a struggling situation. Um, so success means to me that just working hard and following your dreams. Like I want to become a teacher when I graduate from college and hopefully, hopefully majoring in English. And so I just want to provide the best life possible um, to those closest around me. Um, bringing up that you wanted to go into teaching, is that something that you have been interested in like since you were young or is it something that you've become interested in through your experience? So when I was little, I always had like those types of dreams where like, oh, I want to become an archaeologist or a scientist. But um, when I entered high school, um, I wanted to take a harder English class because I obviously want to major in English. So I want, so I tried to move up to a harder class, but they just the the school didn't let me. So I realized that if I if I can become a teacher or some type of school aide, I can help kids like me who want to who want a better opportunity and want to have a better chance of succeeding because it's it's really hard especially here at La Quinta it's a very academic it's very academically competitive so it's hard to move up in the ranks if you know what I mean so it's just it's something that it interested me I didn't know I want to become a teacher and probably to like this year with your goal of becoming a teacher do you feel obligated to give back to the community that gave so much to you like people like your family and are there ways specifically you have in mind to help kids who grew up like you? Um, I don't feel obligated to give back to my community. It's something that I want to do because I want to do it. I don't feel the pressure of of giving back and doing and doing what I owe. I'm doing it out of the goodness of my heart because I want to and I really believe that every child should have a good education. And the way I really want to help kids is by tutoring because I know when I was younger, I always wanted tutoring because I always wanted to do better, but I couldn't afford it. So I would provide like free tutoring from any student who wanted it or needed it. 
um, because I know that a lot of families don't have money because tutoring is really, really expensive. I think that's a very admirable thing to say because oftentimes education isn't always going to be accessible and it's considered like, oh, you need to have money to in order to have a tutor. And poverty is also sometimes very much associated with Hispanic culture. Could you expand a bit on what you think about this belief? Um, I think that a lot of Hispanic families struggle financially and I think a lot of families in general struggle financially and it's a normal thing to go through and I don't think any family or anybody should be shamed for it. Um, I know growing up that I didn't have the nicest clothes or the newest stuff but I always appreciated what I had and it made me comfortable and it made me happy as a person so I didn't care if I had the newest clothes. I didn't care if I had Gucci shoes or Abercrombie clothes. Um, I was just happy with what I had. Hearing about your story is amazing to hear. Just one final thing that I'd like to ask is, what change do you wish to see maybe at LQ or just in general moving forward? Um, LQ is such an amazing school. Um, but I do would I would really like to see some changes. Um, I have been doing research on different types of high schools, and I see that different high schools have like Mexican American studies or like those type of classes. And I think it would be really cool if L- LQ had a class like that that would be accessible to everybody. Because I know I would really like to learn more of how Mexicans or Hispanics impacted our history, and I would love to see more. Hispanic events um, involved here at LQ. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and sharing your story. That was it for today's episode. Once again, my name is Joanne. I'm Elio. And I'm Julian. Thank you for listening and tune in to the next episode. The Humans of LQHS podcast was created by Bridges at La Quinta High School. This episode was hosted by Elio Pham and Joanne Liu. Writing was done by Elio Pham. Audio recording and editing by Daniel Nguyen. Produced and directed by Chris Burton. Graphics contributed by Ivy Nguyen and Madison Nguyen. YouTube content edited by Daniel Nguyen. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. Tune in next time.